subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. Right on, man. Well, thank you for doing this. Yeah, it's good to see you, man. It's been a while, hey? been a long time I, I, I see your links i see your the guest list you got every day it's it's freaking great yeah I, I, I gotta get some of those guests on our fucking show well just let oh, me know who you oh. need and i'll uh i'll reach out i'll help you out for sure man no i you know what you got a great guest list yeah you, you do a great job of hunting these people down it's really good yeah thanks man and so how how's it going with you and, and taylor doing the show together the team of course on check tv donnie's uh donnie's the key Donnie's the key. And, uh, you know, I did 32 years in radio and now I get this opportunity in television, but if Donnie's not there, we're not, we're not doing it. He's just absolutely unequivocally. Uh, he's just a legend and he just knows TV. Like I, I, I walked in after 32 years of radio. I've never done TV in my life. I did some community TV back in the early nineties, but I'm not a TV guy. I got a face for radio and you know i am not a tv guy but donnie donnie is 100 percent the key yeah and of course the, the the tie between you guys obviously would be sports so what's your can you can you think about your first sports memory like what's the first thing you remember about sports are you talking in in the industry or just in general just in general like as a little kid oh man road hockey every day <laughs> like school would end at three and we would have our road hockey game going up and running by 3.30. Everybody would run home, grab something quick to eat, boom, boom, 3.30, the ball hockey game starts, rain, sleet, it it, did snow, cold, it didn't matter. We played road hockey every single – and on weekends, we would start at 9 in the morning and and go till 5 or 6 and just game after game road hockey and you know this was late 70s early 80s and that's when the Canucks got hot in 82 and and you're just you know Smeal, Gradeen, Fraser, that Richard Berger, that 82 team was so amazing and it was just in our wheelhouse we're playing road hockey everybody wants to be you know Schmiel, Gradeen or Fraser and and it was just a really good time back there. And the kids were always out now. The kids have their cell phones. They have their video games. Nobody goes out anymore. Now, I cannot, Todd, I can't tell you the last time I saw a road hockey game in, in the last few years driving around Vancouver. I, I, I just, you don't see, very rarely see it. Back in our days, it was multiple, multiple road hockey games. But we didn't have the video games. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't right. have... What the kids have today? Well, you just got to go up to Templeton Pool by the Templeton High School. Every Sunday we do a we do road hockey from about noon till four every Sunday. Oh, really? Like a bunch of dads and little kids and shit. But now the little kids are getting like they're nine, they're 10, they're 11. They're starting to fucking burn us, right? Like they're, <laughs> they're actually getting pretty good. <laughs> uh, growing up in Queensboro, New West, we used to uh, – we used to play in lacrosse boxes in uh, oh, yeah. in New West, and those things were tough because you had to run. And we'd have tournaments that would always be in lacrosse boxes, and 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 hockey, uh, road hockey was so big. We'd get our ten dollar Canadian Tire hockey stick, and then when it broke, we had to get the blade. And we didn't get a new blade till you could pick your nose with the old blade. It was so freaking thin. And and we had the tennis balls. We played with the orange ball. It was uh, just a different time, and 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 obviously we're in a different time now. But I miss 
those simple days uh, growing up. Uh, I, I just think the kids today, it's a, it's a different lot. They have different things. But for us, it was very, very simple life. Yeah. Get off my lawn. How about <laughs> present day? Like, what's your, uh, what's your favorite to watch now? And what's your favorite to play? Uh, video games or uh, just in general? No, sports. Yeah. Well, um, look, I'm over 50. My best friend in the world right now is 8535 Rob. Um, <laughs> I got that enough that issues cut. <laughs> I, hey, I poured some on last night. I got enough issues cutting the grass and, and weed eating the grass. I, my sports days are over. I, I, I do go for a, a long walk, uh, Todd, every day uh, just to, to get the, uh, the old stresses. And, and you know what? Uh, you know, being on, you know, where and, and you're on social media, I'm on social media, it can be a different cat. And it can, it can drive multiple sources of stress sometimes. And uh, you got to be careful. Uh, you know, it's just, we, we just live in a different world. But as, as sports wise, I, I watch, I put my kids in minor hockey, I watch them play. Um, the, you know, and I did my part there uh, in terms of, you know, I never got that opportunity because I, I, I didn't grow up. Uh, in a house that could, and, and plus there was not many kids playing uh, ice hockey back in the day when I was, uh, we were playing road hockey. It was pretty expensive. And not yeah. that it is expensive now. It was kind of like, holy smokes. Uh, no, we couldn't do that. But uh, nowadays it's just uh, watching a lot of sports uh, for Donnie and Dolly and uh, just keeping, trying to keep the pulse of what's happening with the Canucks, Lions, Whitecaps. Um, you know, I used to cover the Lions and the Whitecaps, Todd, a lot in the 90s now it's i've shifted mostly towards canucks uh we just live in a different era where canucks information is just so um everybody wants to know who's getting traded who's getting cut who's getting you know all that stuff it's it's it, but i uh, but i i still love the lions i still love the white caps i i went to empire stadium um to watch roy dewalt mervin fernandez jim sandusky uh, and all those guys uh, Larry Key and, and John Henry White in the backfield, Al Wilson, great offensive lineman. Uh, you know, Lions teams were so good. The 85 Lions, I think, was the best Lions team of all time, 79 soccer bowl. Uh, look, Todd, I, I, I went to Empire Stadium to watch the Lions, the Whitecaps, who went to the Coliseum to watch uh, the Canucks. Uh, it was a good time. It was much cheaper. I remember uh, taking $10 <laughs> Todd, Todd, and I tell this story to Arthur Griffiths all the time. This is going back to 82 regular season. I took 10 bucks uh, from my grandma. And in that $10, I went from Queensboro uh, on a bus to a Canucks game. Ticket was $7.50, I'm going to say $8. bucks. i am going to say within that $10, I got a ticket, hot dog, drink, came back home all within the 10 bucks. You try now. Go, go try to see what you get at a Canucks game for 10 bucks. Nothing. Nothing, man. Parking is 20. Nothing. Because you got to pay. You got to pay. We, we, it's a different world. Uh, back then, um, NHL, well, it's no longer a blue collar sport. It's, I mean, if for me to take my kids, the same for you, it's like a, it's like a $700, $800 night. Oh, and, and here's the other one for you, Todd. It, back then, the NHL owners were billionaires. Now they're billionaires. It's a big difference. It's uh, obviously the population has gone up in the world. And with that, the economics of the world. And now these millionaires are now billionaires. And it's, it's, it's a whole new different experience for fans. But I just, I, I remember telling Arthur Griffiths that story in, in a $10 bill. 
and I got to a Canucks game and back. Crazy. 82. And uh, you can't get that. You can't get a uh, water at, at a Canucks game for under 10 bucks. No, not happening. Times you, are changing. What were the, of course they are. They've changed, not changing. They've changed. Um, what were the, what were the big moves from the, uh, from the trade deadline, NHL trade deadline that kind of stood out for you? Well, okay. So the Canucks wanted to do two things at the deadline, uh, Todd. They wanted to shed some salary cap space and they wanted to get younger. I think they did that. Yeah, I think, that. Uh, yeah, they wanted to get younger. They got that with Dermot. They got, they wanted to shed some salary. They shed, they got rid of uh, a salary. Uh, saved 1.5 million in that process. I think the only thing they wanted to do that they didn't execute, but they tried, was getting uh, uh, Yaroslav Halak moved. I think they tried, they just couldn't do it. Uh, but I think in order to shed some more salary, uh, Todd, I think you're going to see them try that in the summer, and and they will try and give it one more try at the NHL draft to to shed some salary, get a little bit younger. And so they can, uh, you know, just this regime, their hands are tied, Todd, because they were handed a salary cap situation that is not really good by the previous regime. Mm -hmm. So they are spending a lot of their time just trying to correct some of those uh, cap issues. And who do you see winning the cup this year? Oh, duh. first of all, Colorado is unbelievable. We saw that even though the Canucks beat them. I mean, my goodness, it's so good, so quick, so fast, so skilled. They got two defensemen there, and one of them is an Abbotsford native who you should try and get on your show one day um, is Devon Taves. Um, he played 28 minutes, most of any player in that Canucks-Colorado game. Um, and him and Kale McCarr are one of the best pairs in the National Hockey League. And Devon Taves quickly, uh, Surrey Eagles, all right? Then he, you know, two, three years, three Eagles, two, three years, uh, Quinnipiac University. And then he went two, three years in uh, American League. So just, you know, no one's got patience, Todd, in hockey. You, you, and I put my kids to it. And, and parents, it's the hardest thing to have patience. Everybody wants to be good today. But this Devon Taves kid, you know, BC Hockey League, NCAA Hockey, then the American League. And now... If Canada went to the Olympics, I'm telling you, he would have been on the radar. He's that good. But look at the patience. It's just going about his business. And now he's playing 26, 27, 28 minutes a night for the best team in the National Hockey League. Uh, Florida, Carolina, Tampa Bay, the Eastern Conference is stacked. Todd, I don't know who the hell is coming out of the East. Uh, everybody seems to think Colorado is coming out of the West. Um, there are some teams that will give them trouble. I mean, um, it's just not going to be a cakewalk, I, I don't think, for Colorado. But look at the East. Oh, my goodness. Well, the top is stacked. It's stacked. And, and look at the first round. The first round of the Eastern Conference, Todd, is going to have four very good teams eliminated. Four very good teams that are going to be out in the first round. Right, which means the second round. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And the second round is going to be even better. Uh, the West, obviously, Colorado, uh, they're number one in the NHL. Uh, their home record is uh, – the Canucks beat them the other night. But they were 25-3-3 at home, 47-7-7 uh, and seven in the last two years at home. Um, and if – hey, home – too big – in the playoffs, what matters? You, you got to have depth because the injuries are going to hit, okay? You want to have four good lines as, as a six-solid D. 
a good backup goalie, the depth, but uh, home record, home ice advantage. You fight hard for home ice advantage, Todd, and the Avalanche are just so awfully tough. And that's why the Canucks, five out of six points here this week in tough buildings in Colorado, oh. Minnesota, Dallas. Kill I mean, it. you got to give them credit. got to yeah. give the credit. They keep – that. there's no quit in this team under Bruce Boudreau. There's no quit. Yeah. And how about the Lions bringing back uh, kicker Sean White? And, uh, you know, I didn't think Riley had that good of a season last year. How do you think they're going to do this year? Lions are going to be uh, interesting to me. They're going to go with uh, two Canadian quarterbacks, which is unheard of, which it really it is. I, I can't remember the last time the CFL. I think you'd have to go back to the 50s or 60s. Uh, last time uh, CFL had two uh, Canadian quarterbacks. I think the Lions will be better. They spent a lot of money on free agency. My biggest thing, Todd, with the Lions, the last time they had this city uh, really interested in their team was, you remember uh, Dickinson Printers, yeah. that five, six-year run where, you know, they had 30,000, 35,000 at BC Place. They never have got back to that, and they got to get back to that. They got a new owner uh, who's, willing her, uh, who's willing to uh, spend some money, okay, and uh, he's got new, fresh ideas. A younger guy, David Braley, have to give him credit, Todd. David, uh, you know, rest, you know, God bless his soul. Um, if he's not uh, the owner of the BC Lions, the Lions don't exist in Vancouver. Simple as that. Uh, in his first three years of ownership in 95, 96, 97, he lost $9 million And he stuck in there. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Remember, he got the team. You know, he got the team because the team was in receivership. He came wow. in, he lost a ton of money, he hung in there, but David Braley was absolutely an incredible owner, and he was just a really, really uh, good owner for the BC Lions. They're in new hands, but they got to find a way. Two things are happening for me, Todd, with the BC Lions. they got to get younger. Their audience is too old, and they got to get younger. Okay, I'm that guy that went to watch them at Empire Stadium uh, in the early late 70s well they gotta look i'm still a lions fan but they gotta get the young kids the young kids won't go to a cfl game they have but they, you put the grizzlies here i guarantee you the young kids go but they gotta find a way to get their average fan base down down because once those kids start going to cfl games everything starts working lion uh, the white caps audience todd is way younger way than the Lions. Younger. Yeah. That's a big that's a big time issue with the BC Lions right now. Mm. And, and how about uh, MMA? Are you a, fa a fight fan? You watch UFC and Bellator? Uh, no, yeah, no, no, really? no. I am for some reason. And, and here's the thing for you, Todd. I grew up on a Stampede Wrestling. You remember Stampede of Wrestling? Course, the Heart Heart, yeah. Heart Brothers and all yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, Bad News Allen, Wakamatsu, uh, Foley. I used to go to uh, when 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 uh, uh, Stampede Wrestling. Ed Whalen, God God bless him, he was so good. And uh, in the meantime, and in between time, that's another edition of Stampede Wrestling. Yes. And it's Stampede Wrestling. Uh, before that was All Star Wrestling out in Cloverdale. We used to watch that. Then Stampede. Then I went over to the WWF. I was a huge wrestling guy. Uh, you know the Dynamite Kid, uh, British Bulldog. They all came. Uh, the, the, the Stampede Wrestling. And so many guys go on to the, you know, Vince McMahon and, and WWE, uh, you know, Dynamite Kid was so good. The Hart Brothers were so good. Um, 
I, I, I was a big wrestling guy back in the day. Never got into uh, the, the MIA. Never, never. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know why. It just doesn't appeal to me. But 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 wrestling was so so big in oh, the eighties. Wrestling like just ate up your time, didn't it? As a kid, my guys, my guys were Roddy Piper, Jesse the Body Ventura. I mean, my uh, I go back to Jimmy uh, Snuka, uh, uh, all these guys, Lou Albano. Uh, <laughs> No, it just I I I wrestling was big. Uh, oh back. yeah. Well, it you and I got to be around the same age then, because you're naming off all the shit. Same thing for me, Superfly <laughs> Snooker and like Ricky the Dragon <laughs> Steamboat and like all those oh, classic wrestlers, right? Todd wrestling was so big, but I it, I, it started with Stampede wrestling, for, and then then I would go to Gene Kaniski, uh, Stan, Leo, Jonathan, uh, you know, and and, and uh, Playboy Buddy Rose. In All Star Wrestling, wow. um, well, All Star Wrestling was out of uh, uh, Cloverdale every Saturday, and, yeah. and then, then Stampede took over, and it was big Stampede Wrestling at Wayland. Like I said, it was just must watch TV. Uh, growing up, uh, Stampede Wrestling was such a, a big part of my life. Yeah, same for me. I grew up in Surrey. I went to you know Simon Cunningham and uh, and Green Timbers as a kid, little kid, oh, right? So right. All, right. all the, all right. the same, like, fuck, you're just naming off everything. Like, it's like a flashback to my, my childhood. Yeah. Yeah. I went to the Coliseum to watch Stampede Wrestling. Um, I remember a card there with Bad News Allen and, and uh, Dr. D. David Schultz. It was, it was really good stuff. But Canada, uh, so many good wrestlers that went on to the WWF. Uh, and Canada just produced so many good wrestlers over the years. Oh, totally. You could argue that Bret Hart is the best of all time. Absolutely. I, time. I think Bret- uh, I just love the Hart family. I, I just love uh, absolutely everything that they brought to the table. Um, I, what, what book did I read? It was probably Bret Hart's book and how his dad started everything in their basement in, uh, uh, in Calgary, you know. And, just that, well, and the Hart Foundation, uh, the, Hart, the Hart family actually had a big role in the Bollywood Boys. Ah, that's Making right. It- to where they did. Yeah. I just had those guys on. Yeah. You are a hundred percent correct in that. Yeah. No, I, I, am not into the MMIA or whatever it's called. I don't even yeah. know what it's called. I was just a big wrestling guy back in the day. Big, sure. big. All right. Let, I, I told you it'd be 15, 20. We're at 20. Now I want to get a few things. Uh, I want to get to know you a little bit. So if, if I can blast through some stuff outside of sports. Yeah. Which TV shows were you binging over the pandemic? What are you binging right now? I'm, I, 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 Elvis Presley. Uh, there's a there's a series on Elvis. I was a big Elvis fan, Todd. Um, I, I still, you know, how there are some deaths where you remember where you were when they were announced. Sure. And I'll, I'll never forget when Elvis passed, and I was in Kamloops. And back then, they didn't have Twitter, and it was just you. You got the news hours later in Canada if something big happened. But anyways. I, I, I'm watching, uh, I'm binging on, uh, there's a documentary on Elvis right now. I was a big fan of his uh, growing up and I'm doing that right now. Uh, but I, you know what? I read a lot of books. I just finished reading Will Smith's book uh, about oh, cool. his ups and downs in his career and, and what he did. Uh, Mike Tyson, I'm starting up a Mike Tyson book. Uh, but I, I do want to tell you, Todd, uh, growing up in the 80s, it was Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, uh, Three's Company, Oh, Love Boat, uh, Fantasy Island. Come on, you're right there. Don't tell me you're not. Those were, <laughs> yeah, those were the shows 
uh, that were absolutely uh, happy days was uh, big for me. Uh, the Love Boat, remember the Love Boat? All those shows. Uh, the 80s had, for me, Todd, that the best decade for TV shows and music was 80s. I'm just, like, I'm going to tell you right now, I, um, I know people, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm an 80s music junkie. Um, anything in the 80s. I don't give a shit if it's, uh, what's his name, that uh, Culture Club. I will listen to it. Uh, yeah, uh, Bill, uh, boy George. I hey, listen. Eighties is is my decade uh, for music. Yeah, we uh, we were talking about Huey Lewis in the news on the show the other day with Donnie, great and uh, it was a great album, Sports, and yep. and I just you know Huey Lewis and the news, uh, it was a massive album. But anyways, eighties music and TV shows. That's that's the best decade for me. Oh, hands down. And and what was your first concert you went to? Uh, that one's oh, uh, U2, uh, Joshua Tree at uh, BC Place, 86, 87. Uh, it what, was either 86 or 87. It, what what was the music in your house like as a kid, like in the Dollywell house? What are you, what are you hearing? Well, we, as a kid? It, it, hey, different times back then. There wasn't a very big Indo-Canadian um uh population in in canada back then like i got here in 1970 and in the 70s and 80s uh there wasn't a lot and you know back then we didn't have a time we had the big tvs the big heavy tvs we had our radios i i was mostly listening uh uh just get in the car turn on remember lg 73 was the big one for us lg 73 and you know that, Todd. LG73 was the place to be for music back in the 80s. And, and, and like LG back then was like all over the map, too. It was like you said, Hall yeah. & Oates, but it would be like yeah. maybe some, they, they, some Sabbath. And like, it was all over the place. They had they had the top 7 of 7 and the top 8 and 8 or whatever. Yeah. You know, it was the top 7. Like some of the, the Dean Hill, Graham Hatch, who were still booting around now, I think. They're, they they're are, so yeah. We, and you know, because you were such a tremendous uh, uh, DJ as well. Uh, you know what? Uh, LG73 was our go-to place. And then Dick Clark's top 30 at 30, we got Sunday nights. And uh, But it was just, it was top 40 for me. It was just top 40. It, and, and, and LG73 would go to Quiet Riot and, and uh, come on, feel the noise, would be their number one hit at the top seven at seven. And, but they gave it to you all back then. You nailed it. It wasn't just, it was a little bit of heavy metal. It was a little bit of everything at LG73 back then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, almost kind of like Jack now today, yeah. but, but not even close. My, my go-to station, I, I'm not going to lie to you, simply because the music is, is Jack and, and CFMI. And, but uh, I, do, do you know the one out of Bellingham? 90, uh, what's the one out of Bellingham? The uh, FM Rock. Uh, oh. K- um, Bellingham. Uh, KISM. Yeah, my buddy Brad actually does the morning show there. Yeah, I, I listen to those guys driving in all the time, too. I yeah. got those guys. He's got deep voice. That guy's got a fucking great voice. But I, uh, for me, it's FM in the car, yeah. and I'll punch until I get my favorite song. Yeah. Here, are you a gambler, by the way? I meant to ask that. Uh, oh. Like, do you gamble hey, on sports? A quick story. Uh, back in the 80s, uh, we went to Hastings Park, uh, me and the boys. I bet 20 bucks, lost all 20 in two seconds, never went back again. Never, <laughs> never, 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 never. And I, and, and I don't bet, I don't get this, uh, the betting stuff now. 
but I, I, I never did it. Never did it. Yeah. Cause then you start thinking about all the other cool shit you could have got for that 20 bucks. <laughs> Back, <laughs> it, I literally, I, I picked a horse. He didn't finish. I was told you lost the 20. Never again. And that's it. I'm done. Done. Rick, I want to respect your time. Two more questions and we'll wrap it up. Share a near-death story with us where you're like, holy crap, I could have died. I should have died just now. Uh, We had, oh boy. Uh, We had a a, a junior hockey. We were, we used to travel and um, we used to go from Fort St. John to Prince George to Williams Lake and Cornell. We used to do that trip four to five times a year. And there were some nights, uh, Todd, and we'd be coming back at three, four in the morning. And, and in the year one I did it, we had the old school bus, right? Yeah. And I'm telling you, there were some nights through the Pine Pass. I don't know if you know what the Pine Pass is, but it's between Prince George and Fort St. John. Yeah. There were some scary nights going down some very scary hills on a junior hockey bus, two in the morning. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. It was minus 40 outside, ice all over the place. Uh, but uh, thank God for those uh, bus drivers that, that got us through those, uh, you know, times. Now, Todd, the, these these junior teams have $900,000 buses. Like, it's totally different. Like, but we when I started in 1990 covering junior hockey, we were on a school bus. I, I, I was under the seat. There was no heat. It was minus 40 outside. Like it was, and we would always say, turn up, put some logs on the fire. That would, when it got cold on the bus, it, it, three in the morning, and minus 40, we, it, it, it always would be a player. Hey, put some logs on the fire. That was his <laughs> way. Hey, look, it's fucking freezing back here. Totally. But there were some, there were some nights, Todd, that the snow, uh, ice, uh, it was it was touch and go. I I, I am not going to lie to you. It was, but we had tremendous and and back then, Todd, they were volunteers, the bus drivers in junior hockey, volunteers. Nowadays, when you go rent the bus for a junior team, it's 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 a very experienced driver, right? Yeah. Back in, back in those days, it was either the president or a parent of the kid of the team, and 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 God bless them. They got us through some pretty pretty rough nights. Yeah, no shit, eh? Uh, toughest one I'll ask you, Rick. Yeah. Hit me with a career highlight. Nail it down to one thing. Uh, career highlight for me was uh, to get get to get to Vancouver. Uh, I'm going to tell you, Todd. I, I wasn't supposed to make it. I didn't. I, I started in 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 1988, and I had no like family support was there financially. Not like. Lot like a lot of raw, raw. Nobody, I gotta tell you, nobody believed in me. Nobody. Where did and you sometimes, start? What's that? Where did you start? Where did you start your career? Well, so uh, it, 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 like back in the 80s, there wasn't many Indo Canadians trying to get into this industry, right? I was, you know, there was Jazz Joe Hall, and he was at BCTV Jazz, and he was kind of the first guy that broke through. And then I was starting in the late 80s. I didn't have a ton of support. I had friends and family that were kind of laughing at me saying, what are you doing? You're never going to make it. So, well, it, and, and the same people, the same people, uh, Todd, today come up and the, the same people that told me 30 years ago, you're never going to make it now come up to me and say, hey, I heard you, uh, you, know, I heard you on the radio. Hey, weren't you the guy that said I wasn't going to make it? But that's okay because that puts the chip on your shoulder to show everyone 
that you are going to. Sure, puts I, a little I, fire there to actually, that stuff actually makes you want to yeah. be where you are. I was in small towns all over BC, Alberta for four years, four and a half years. Mm-hmm. You, you, human beings have a lot of self-doubt. Um, there were times when I thought, what are you doing? You're not going to make it. That's just human nature. We, we all have ups and downs, good times, bad times. We all go through adversity. But I think getting to Vancouver in 1996 when WX started up, I got, a, I got in. That's how I got my foot in the door when WX started up. And thank God for them. Um, and, and, and back when two or three stations were doing sports, it was, it was different than today where like no one basically sportscasts are being run out. It's just different times. Our industry is changing as, as you and I talked about digital is, is heavy digital, but I think getting to Vancouver and and staying was a big highlight for me. I didn't know if I was ever going to make it. I didn't have a ton of support. Like, again, I'll say I had support financially, but I didn't have support in the sense that, hey, go get him, uh, Tiger. Yeah, I don't think anyone believed in me, but that's okay. That's okay because you got, I had a fire that was burning inside me that just never quit. I I did think about quitting a few times, but it's no different than that guy uh, that's playing for the Canucks in Abbotsford or Utica. And he's kind of thinking, you know what, am I ever going to make it in Vancouver with the Canucks? Am I ever, or is this just, am I spinning my wheels or whatever? Just human beings have self-doubt. I'm just happy I got to Vancouver. It was very hard. It was it was tough. It was not easy. It was uh, it was a lot of tough times uh, for me. But I'm glad that I, I got to Vancouver. And uh, it's been what 26 years here. Uh, you know, so I'm happy that way. But uh, and I I talk to kids at BCIT all the time, and I tell them all the time, uh, just work hard, um, be organized. I'm a neat freak too. Um, I, I just, those are, you know, think some, some of the things that helped me along the way, but I, I, you know, I, I talk to kids at BCIT, I tell them all the time, work hard, um, because everything, everything starts with a hard work ethic and it goes from there. Yeah. I always wrap up each podcast with believe in yourself. Like you need to believe in yourself for other people to believe in you, you know? Yeah. Oh, and, and, and and I'm I'm not blaming anyone because back then, it wasn't very normal for uh, an Indo-Canadian kid to try broadcasting, right? And there wasn't 10 guys before me that you could look and say, oh, yeah, go ahead. You're going to be that guy. Yeah. It, yeah, I just didn't have that. I just The reason I got into broadcasting was because I was a sports freak. Because every day the newspaper would come at 3.30, I would run to the newspaper. If the newspaper didn't come, I would actually literally cry. On my st- um, the Royal <laughs> Columbian newspaper came at three thirty every day, and I would run to see the BC Lions stats, the, the 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 Canucks stats, and I was just a stats freak. And I got out of high school; I barely got it out of uh, grade twelve. I uh, spent more time in mugs and jugs than actually in school. Just kidding. Um, I, I I didn't know what I was going to do, and then I saw this uh, ad, and it's amazing how things work in life. I saw this ad in the Vancouver province that said you on the air and i thought what the heck is that and it was a private uh, radio broadcast pacific radio arts do you remember them i remember that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah brian mcdonald ran it uh and rich jones uh they, they were the two that were running it so i took that course it was nine months and then i i, I got a job in squamish and, and then i went up to fort st john and, and did all that stuff but it's just everyone's got uh different journeys everyone's got ups and downs i certainly had mine uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think getting to Vancouver was a really, really big uh, thing for me because I did not know that I was, that I was ever going to do that. 
Yeah. Well, Deadly, man, we're all, of course, big fans of uh, what you're doing with uh, with Donnie Taylor there and uh, looking forward to to seeing what you're going to be doing over the next couple of years. Because as you um, say, like it's a changing world. It's all digital and, uh, you know, it's it, and it's bound to change even more in the next uh, little while, too. And I and I want to say I love what you're doing. I, I see your stuff on Twitter every day. And, you know, I spent 32 years in radio and it was about a year and a half ago when finally friends were telling me, look, Rick radio is having a tough go and and it's just a very expensive format but uh, digital is you know digital is now podcasts uh everything is in your cell phone now and when everything's in your cell phone um i we don't i don't have a radio in my house anymore uh, growing up Same. i was i was the guy that had the walkman and would listen to jim robson uh, at nighttime at nine o'clock in, in, in my bed uh, with, with the volume really low to the ear so no one can hear me. I was listening to Canucks game um, and I would go to sleep uh, with the listening to Jim Robson and, and the game would end at 1020 every time at the Coliseum because there, were, it was, there was no TV timeouts. I, and and I, I knew I, I would not go to sleep till Jim said the Canucks win or lose. And I had my little Walkman and that's what it was. But now everything's in your cell phone and times are changing. Yeah. Well, you're, you're easy to find online. Yeah. Dolly Wall sports on Twitter. Uh, yeah, when, I'm not, when I'm not fucking up online, that's when you find me. And when I do fuck up online, I, I got 500 uh, people telling me they, they yeah. uh, idiot and I fucked up. So yeah. people hold you accountable. I'm okay with that. Of course, yeah, uh, uh, and Donnie and Dolly for uh, for the team for the show you're doing with uh, with Taylor. Thanks again, sir. Tip yeah. of the hat to you, man. Appreciate you taking the time. Uh, and enjoy. Gotta thank, gotta thank Check TV and Ryan Henderson's a big part of the show as well. I, I can't uh, forget Ryan. Uh, Don Taylor's the key, though. He said he, he's just uh, a wonderful, brilliant, brilliant television mind. And he really is. Hey? He's like one of the best ever, man. Uh, he, he simply and look. I, I told you, I, I I didn't know jack shit about TV. Um, the reason that show works is is because uh, uh, Don knows TV. He he knows it better than anybody else in this market. So we have fun. We have shits and giggles, and you know we bring you some Canucks talk, but we also have fun. That we need more laughter in the world. And sports talk radio isn't just about talking about Canucks twenty four seven. It's about entertainment because if you don't entertain. That listener, he's going to go elsewhere because there's a million other options. Oh, totally. Totally. Awesome, Rick. Thanks again, man, for doing this. I'll let you go, and uh, we'll see you online, bud. Good to see you. Anytime, buddy. The Toddcast Podcast. Follow on Instagram and Twitter at Toddcast Podcast.